Hawk, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special episode of both I Like to Movie Movie and Butter With That. We are doing a crossover episode uh, because uh, everybody on these podcasts were uh, privileged to go to the Philadelphia Film Festival this year, the 28th annual Philadelphia Film Festival, and so we want to do a breakdown of all of the films that we loved. And rather than talking your ear off at length across many podcasts, we're doing it as one. So I should ask you to do this more often. That was incredible. I like yes. to thank you. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And my name is Tori Potenza. Yes, and we're the hosts of uh, I Like to Movie Movie and uh, Butter, Butter With That, that. in Tori's case. Uh, and we were all attending, I guess it was the 28th Philadelphia 28th Film Festival? PFF, hashtag PF, PFF 28. Yes. Tori, had you been to the Philadelphia Film Festival this before? This was my first time, and That's it was really exciting. Awesome. Uh, I have been before, but not as, uh, you know, covering as press. This is my first mm-hmm. time having the privilege to do it as press, which was super awesome and so exciting. And uh, I, I, you know, thank you to, I, I I guess um you know the the film society yeah, for film making society. that possible. Yes. This is a good lineup. Yeah. This is my third year as press, but I've been going, you know, yeah, I've you seen, buy tickets. Yeah, I mean, I saw things. the guest at uh, the yes. Philadelphia Film Festival it with follows. you many years ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, that, that uh, was a, a great day at the movies. It was It Follows, Housebound, and The Guest. I saw all this back to back. I just yeah. talked about The only problem the was yeah. Housebound and The Guest, which I loved. Uh, it was just hard because I was immediately enamored with It Follows. Yeah. Mm. And so I was like, like nothing can beat this. The other it was just stuff done. So much. Yeah, that's yeah. a tough Despite lineup. Despite they're both great. But I mean, it was just yeah. marron. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the film festival uh, has, it's a mixed bag of wide release movies. Yes. Uh, independent stuff, world cinema, yep. documentaries, really everything Local stuff. runs the gamut. Local stuff, yep. shorts. Uh, they they kind of hit everything. And I, I think... Some years are better than others, and I think that this year was pretty solid. I, I can tell. So I, I know you saw, I think, far more movies than I did, but I saw 12 movies, I think, at the festival, and I uh, genuinely enjoyed 10, 11 of those 12. You know what I mean? It was like I saw a wide variety of movies and, and pretty much liked every movie I saw. Mm-hmm. There, there were very few movies that I was like not into. I think um, nine out of my 11 were very good. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I would say 27 out of my 28 I liked. <laughs> <laughs> One I didn't care for, yeah, and all of the likes. There's like a mixed bag up and down, but I would say movies twenty three through twenty eight <laughs> were prop like that. I can regard as one prolonged movie where <laughs> with fifty acts where characters were stepping in and out of a haze yep. while I just clapped and watched. And one of them was Shia LaBeouf playing his dad. So it's oh, like yeah. it was a whole thing. Shulabu, Shulabu. Sorry, I started Thank to you. respect him. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I've always respect. I, I there's been no bigger shoe. No, fan. I agree. But you know, I think it's that music video of Shia LaBeouf. You know, that's oh, the Sia music video, the the one with all the people with the Shia LaBeouf masks oh, no, and they sing about I'm his life. Of. It's very ridiculous. It's amazing, mm-hmm. very funny. Uh, Ryan showed it to me. Uh, so, how do you guys want to do this? Well, I am just getting my. I have a letterbox list. If you want to go to my letterbox, I'm letterbox.com/slash/filmadelphia. It's with an F. I have a list up there of my uh, uh, Philadelphia Film Festival 2019 PFF 28. Uh, I have them ranked there in order of the ones I liked the most to least. We don't need to necessarily do that here. I just kind of want to cover the stuff that I like really liked, and I think um, I want people to kind of look out for in the future because I think a lot of these movies are going to get releases of some kind in uh, in the coming months. And so there's like, I don't know, I'd say there's like three or four that I definitely want to highlight. I don't know if you guys maybe feel similarly. You can obviously oh, yeah. highlight more than that if you want. But. Yeah, if you have your letterbox up too, that'll be good because I have forgotten most directors' names and stuff. So that will be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah. that information. That's... I don't have a list on Letterboxd, but you can follow me on at Dan Scully. <laughs> but they're all on there with yeah. the tag PFF28. Uh, like the thing, so here's, I'll, I'll just start right away with the thing that I cannot stop thinking about from the fest. And it was not my favorite movie at the festival. I think I even gave it just like a three star review that I now kind of regret and think should have been higher. I cannot stop thinking about Jalakatu. Yes. Oh, and yeah. that was the first movie I saw. At the oh, fest. right on. Yeah. yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> um, known, uh, colloquially as. The bull movie. Yes. yes. The bull movie. Uh, yeah, Angelicatu is the specific term for like what happened. Like, there's like in an, the well, there's like an event, I yeah. think. Yeah, it's like a festival where a bull is set loose and then the townsfolk have to wrestle it and put a flag on, on its back. Something yeah. like that. And if you yeah. can do that, then you've won this year's Jalakatu. Yeah. But this is not a no, yes. recreational Jalakatu. Yeah. This is a circumstantial Jalakatu. Yeah. And it is not a bull. 
but a water buffalo. Yes. Uh, Jalakatu is an Indian movie. Uh, it's by a director. Hold on, let me get his name because I believe he's like a, a pretty well regarded director in India. I think um, he's like a like kind of has like a genre attachment to him because if I remember correctly, Jalakatu's title said like blah 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 is Jalakatu. Like yeah, we would say like John oh, Carpenter's vampires. Mm-hmm. And so like I imagine he has some sort of a notoriety. Yeah, and I think that this movie was trying to scratch that itch of being genre. Yeah, it, oh, definitely. And I, but, you know, I apologize for, I'm, I'm probably mispronouncing this, but Lijo uh, Jose Pelissari, uh, I believe is the, the director's name. And uh, it, I just thought this movie was like remarkable. The, the opening act and the closing act, I, I genuinely think it's like, that's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's like, a calamitous movie the way that something like um, Hard Boiled is calamitous. Yeah. But where you don't get lost in the calamity because it's, been artfully escalated yeah the the opening of this movie and the closing of this movie are just like i've never really seen a movie like what's happening in in the opening closing act of this movie it was like it it really blew me away and and the second act lost me a little bit but that ultimately becomes part of i think like what's actually going on in this movie Mm. um where like the more i thought about the movie the more i kind of appreciated that experience with it where i was like almost lost in the 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 maze of this movie somewhere in the middle and then kind of came through on the other side with the end um i, I just I feel like 100 percent without the middle act of that movie I, I i couldn't tell who was who yeah i was too rattled yeah it was crazy it's i i, I don't i guess i don't want to say too much about it because i think people should get to have that experience too where it's like a very wild ride um but I, there is some really incredible stuff in this movie i believe all of it actually happens with a real bull um, because I think the movie was basically designed around one of the actual Jalakatu events that was happening. Um, so you get to see some really incredible stuff filmed in like very... It's a GoPro on a water buffalo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's, pretty it, cool. it's really remarkable. Some of the stuff now, is crazy. Now, Tori, you said that you were not disengaged with the middle act when we were talking about it. Like You knew who was who and what was going on yeah, pretty clear. I felt like it could follow most of the plot stuff. I couldn't. Well. I was fucking lost in the second act. Which ended up being useful because we had some conversations about just like the significance of like bulls and in like Indian culture yeah. and stuff. And um, there's like some really interesting dialogue between mm-hmm. some random characters mm-hmm. in the way they reference the bull in different moments of the film. Yes. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a character that references the bull as a god at one yeah, point. Yeah. Um, and he and like corrects someone. Yeah. He goes, "Oh, you mean the god or yeah. something?" And it's I remember that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, what I love about the opening that's so striking is that it actually shows the economy of a single yep. bull and how it goes through the society yep. where it takes it from you know, being slaughtered to being butchered to being distributed and the commerce that comes out of it. And in that functional way, like it is a God, Uh it is everything that, that gives this, uh, this, I don't know what to call it. This, uh, city, if you will, a, uh, you know, an economy. Yeah. I mean that to me, the, the, I think the movie is probably about like rampant consumerism. They kind of make a point of like, hey, uh, uh, we used to only need one bull a month to feed the town. Then we needed one every week. Now we need one every day. Mm -hmm. They kind of make a point of like, they don't even need the bull. There's other sources of food. It's not like they'd starve if they didn't have but the bull. But then you have those dudes that go, I want to be the guy that got the bull. Right. Yeah. It, it, and it, it becomes this kind of, it becomes symbolic of something beyond a need or a necessity. There's the one dad who is planning a wedding that needs the bull for some recipe. Right. And then when it seems like they can't get the bull, just fall back on like, all right, well, we'll make chicken instead. <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's yeah. just like, well, like there's obviously other options. Yeah. You guys just aren't like if the bull is like this symbolic. Important yes. Part I, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're like, who serves chicken at a yeah. wedding? <laughs> I, we I, need bull. I found it to be like a pretty interesting indictment of like rampant consumerism and yeah. stuff. And from also some toxic masculinity stuff. Very which is fascinating. much so, especially yeah. in the finale. I think they get into like that stuff becomes like pretty. Yeah. They're well, I don't want to say yeah, what they're yeah, literally yeah. doing, it's, but yeah, yeah, it's their. It, I thought Jalakatu was remarkable. There's like, a climb I, I to be the man at the top. Not stop of the thinking, but that's the one movie where it's like I rated other movies better than Jalakatu. 
I, it's been two or three weeks and I cannot stop thinking about Jalakatu. So the, good. The noises specifically, they make it like the beginning of yep. the movie are really oh, yeah. good. And the editing with the music yeah. and stuff. Like it's, oh, yeah, it's like chanting and yeah. and and just like uh, nature noises yeah. over all those fast cuts. I feel like sound oh, design is something I don't think about like as it was often so good as I that want movie. to, but that yeah. was something where I was like, yes, this is a movie. And if it wasn't there, noticeable. it wouldn't work. That yeah. sound design is like the baseline. It For just sure. like brings yeah. it. Yeah. Love that. I was like, so glad I got to see that. Yeah, that was, like, that was one where everyone was there too. It like set the mood yeah. of the fest really nicely. And so I, I also I looked this up and I can't find any information on whether and when it's getting a release. So I really want to bring it up and tout it as like, look for this movie and make sure you're talking about this movie so that somebody distributes it because yes. people should see it for sure. I want to highlight a movie called Les Miserables. Oh man, I'm yeah. Please, because I didn't get to see this. I won't say much about it. It's well, because I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, it's probably just going to be like a beefy French drama about social strife, and they're undergoing a lot of uh, sweeping political changes. So that's always a difficult process, and so naturally, art comes out of it. But what Les Misérables is the story of police. It's it's kind of like Training Day, where it's like a police officer on his first day on the job dealing with the way the excesses of the police, the response from the people in the streets, and it's just kind of always moving and churning and escalating, and it's just a very satisfying story. And then it comes to what seems to be the end of the movie, and you go, oh, that's that's pretty good. And then it goes into a final 20-minute, really explosive, like, tower defense narrative Whoa. that just fucking hmm. crushes, but all the character beats work. And... and you know, I don't want to say too much, yeah. but it, it really takes a bold, uh, strong ending that that like kind of floored me. And it was a movie that I only saw just because it was in an open slot and I had the day yeah. off. So I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. And it's like one of my favorite of the fest. So is it like a procedural? Is that what you it's mean kind by of a police being procedural? Okay, but yeah, it's like yeah. training day where yeah. we're sort of following because uh, what it is, we're following a cop that is you know becoming. Uh, a part of another unit and okay. the unit has their ways and this is how you do things mm. in the street and he's like a little more altruistic and then things start to get out of hand and he's torn between do i you know support the brotherhood or do i do what's right and it's and they make it tough it's a tough decision but it really the character beats work nicely and it ramps up to a finale that you just will not believe i really loved it that's cool and i did not expect to i i knew exactly what i was getting when i got into it and i was dead wrong that's and so a that's, very that's good a sell. good feeling. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Les Miserables. Highly that recommend. Sounds cool. Less Marbleys. <laughs> yeah. I recommend. Sorry, what do you um, what do you want to throw out there as a recommendation? Oh geez. Um, I mean, I can take a stab at one because I know one that yeah. we both like very much yes, loved. Sure. I assume you would probably want to sell some people on Swallow. Uh, well, Swallow was my my best of the fest. For yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, it was the the best movie that I saw. It was absolutely amazing. Um, the director, I got it here, yes. Carlo Mirabella Davis. I should know by now because I've written his name down so many times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, you wrote a very good piece on Cinema Seventy Six about your best of the fest and quite yeah, a bit about this movie. This was my number one, um, which. Uh, probably for a lot of like reasons, like personally, I really connected to this movie, but Swallow um, is from a first time director and it is the story of a woman who has pica, uh, which is a disease where uh, people like swallow different objects. So household things, objects. Like, yeah, household objects. So things like marbles and even like dirt and paper and mm-hmm. sometimes more serious things that are, you know, potentially harmful or like sharp Um, And so it's about a woman who develops this because she's like a young uh, wife that is like just married into this affluent family where um, as it kind of progresses, you realize like she's kind of like lost her identity within this and she's just supposed to be a housewife and just supposed to take care of the house and get pregnant and like dinner and do all of those things. Um, And this is her only form of control, really. Um, So as someone who... um, just like my whole thesis was on the history of like women and mental health care in the United States. This was something that like re- I really like clung on to in a, in a strong way. And then we were lucky enough to go to the screening where the director was there and he talked about how it was connected to um, some like 
true life um, things with his like grandmother, who was like a typical 50s housewife. Yeah. Um, as well as just talking about the fact that like as a male director telling a woman's story, he was very conscious of that and tried to make sure that he surrounded himself with like a team of really strong women to help him write this and work on this movie. Yeah, I think he said like two thirds of the crew on the yep. movie was like uh, female because he it was just important to him that like yeah he had someone around to kind of guide it and and make sure he wasn't you know sort of I guess like making assumptions or things that wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. from like a, a female perspective because yeah. it's such a female driven story one of the realities of a film festival is there's always the one movie that you don't schedule in and then you regret missing it and this was this was swallowed oh, yeah because yeah. there's one that just I, I I missed it in the program so just never registered and then I heard the buzz about it and after I had missed the first screening the second one didn't line up yep. and so hopefully I, as I understand this is getting I think, a release I think in March this is gonna come out yeah. I look forward to seeing it. yeah because um, Jenna saw it and she liked it too and she was like oh yeah it's you know so I want to it's one of the strongest directorial debuts I've seen in a long time like the you're going to be like amazed that it's like a first time director. It, it is like so precise. Like every every little choice of like the the production design and the editing and like the 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 music like it's so good. It's like such a tightly told story. Um, with like really phenomenal performances, sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, like legitimately, sounds crazy. The story sounds awesome. It, it's yeah. really, really good. It's a like kind of a dark comedy. There is like a little bit of a like comedic edge to it, but it yeah. it, it also like. It takes it seriously. It, it's surprising the way the movie works. It, it 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 goes down so nicely because you like it's just funny enough. Are you when, saying that it's easy to swallow? Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's just uh, funny enough when it starts that then when it starts really taking things seriously, you're like you're really on board with the character and you're like ready to I'm like take that. that journey with her. You know, mm. um, it's it's very good it's it has like an oscar worthy lead performance yes. i think do we know the actress's name uh uh yeah i think it's um hold on i i like did know it i, I want to say it's and she's been in some other she, stuff I, yeah it, i want to say it's Haley bennett but i yes Haley I, bennett, oh, Haley yeah. bennett. Yeah. why do i know her i know that name yeah hold on i'll tell you the was a girl on a train maybe yes um, she's on oh, the girl, girl on the train she's in the magnificent seven the equalizer hardcore henry i know exactly oh she's awesome yeah She's extremely she's good in this good. movie. She's Sweet. the lead. Okay. She's like, I'm into it. She's amazing. And from what we gathered before going to see this movie, it seems like maybe there's like a reputation of like um, it being too extreme for some people to watch. Yeah, supposedly um, there's been walkouts during this movie. Well, occasionally. I imagine that watching someone swallow things—that's one of those. I can, I can see it. Freak people yeah. out. Yeah, I could see it, but it's it is not. Um, it, when a movie gets a reputation like that. It's not the movie you're thinking it is. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's not exactly that. I mean. yeah. And to label it as such and then decide to not see this movie because mm. of that would be an absolute detriment because this is a phenomenal movie. It's crazy. Movie. If you told me that, I would have been like, oh, I got to put this in the schedule. Right, yeah. right. right. Yeah. I, cause I, but I, I just didn't even know about it until it was too late. And and there's a part of me, too, that wonders how many of those walkouts were men uh, who felt oh, the just, story yeah. was very uncomfortable to hear um, because it is very much like a, a woman's perspective on... Uh, a pretty toxic relationship. Yeah, yeah. and, and it, it's set now, but it has a very 50s aesthetic. It's definitely meant to make you think well, yeah, about the housewife, classic yeah. 50s housewife thing, um, which he he spoke before the movie and after. And so we got to see it with the benefit of him before we watched it. He was like, this movie is dedicated to my grandmother. Um, and he didn't say much uh, more about that. He later talked more about why and what that meant. Was she like put away for... She did eventually emotional. get institutionalized and and mm-hmm. uh, had a lobotomy against her will and stuff like Ugh. that. Insulin so, and electroshock therapy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, and that's when insulin was just like sheep insulin. Yeah. Yep. And Ugh. and so, but the benefit of that was like because he just said that one thing about like this is dedicated to my grandmother. I could not. My grandmother was like a classic fifties housewife. My mom's yeah, yeah, mom, yeah. and 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 my mom's dad was like not a great dude. You know what I mean? It was like so. Like I watched that whole movie with like this very direct connection to the main character like and she even kind of like dressed like my grandma it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was like i don't know it was almost like i got a window into a woman that like i thought i knew as much as i was ever going to know about her mm. do you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean yeah uh, it, it was fascinating it, it's a fucking great movie yeah. it's like and really really this, good i had a friend who worked as a surgical tech and he said that almost every day they had a few cases of somebody who swallowed some someone with was mm. it you said pica pica, pica. pica swallowed something and just 
had that one thing that was too big interesting and either couldn't pass it or couldn't breathe right and mm-hmm. it was like he was like you would not believe how many people just eat stuff but i, I never really understood it but what you just said about that just like a, you know control in an environment yeah. where you have this complete loss of identity it makes perfect sense he compared it to cutting at one point too yeah oh exactly yeah. yeah exactly where yeah. it's just i to prove that i can do something yeah, yeah. this is a thing that <laughs> i have complete control over um, but yes, I'm it was sold. Absolutely phenomenal. I've definitely been, right. I've been fomoing that since yeah. the big buzz came out of it. Yeah, it's so especially because I saw the 20th Century that night, and that movie didn't really work for me. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, the director told us it's getting a March release. I don't know what that means necessarily, but I would uh, keep your eyes open for Swallow. I think he I think you're going to get to see a it. lovely human. Oh, who he also awesome. mentioned he's working on his next project. So uh, please keep an eye out just for him in general. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll also highlight, um, cause, uh, yeah, I'll highlight, um, cause I, I think we all liked this quite a bit. And so I think this will be a good one for us to talk about. Um, dogs don't wear pants. Oh yeah. Okay. I, I thought dogs don't wear pants was awesome. Like yeah, it, I did too. Me yeah. In a, in a way I didn't expect it to. It, so, do- and it's another, a lot of these movies. I've part- thought about this one yes. a lot. And a lot of these movies, I think part of it is the experience of watching them. So I don't want to get like too heavy yeah, yeah, yeah. on on like details in them. But Dogs Don't Wear Pants is the story. Of, I think the simplest way to say it is it's like it's a story of a guy with a death wish that you understand. Like you get where this guy is coming from. It's the expression of a long held repression happening in an yeah. explosive way that due to its explosive nature could potentially be toxic to the stability of his life. Yeah. It's and- that story. But it's also a weird, is it, is it Swedish or Finnish? So it's a Finnish movie. Uh, yeah. A Finnish guy who's just like a regular guy uh, discovering all of this through quite literally slipping and falling into a BDSM yes. world. It's it's a guy with a death wish that sort of accidentally discovers um, a community and, and, and something mm. that he needed that he didn't know he needed. It you becomes know? heartwarming in a way yeah. you do not yeah. expect when yeah. you and walk into that movie. And it's fucking funny. Yeah. It's, it's very really, funny. really funny. Yeah. There's the two particular making... moments where the filmmakers are particularly being cruel to the audience yes. for the fun of it. Yes. And I will never not respect a movie that is trying to make an audience squirm that aggressively and yeah. doing it in a playfully crass way. It's it's a, It's like kind of perfect the one way of, both of them are strung out i fucking love that shit. one of the things i love about it is i can't not call it a horror movie even though it's not really a horror movie do you know what i mean mm-hmm. because it's got a couple of like very strong very good like body horror moments it's a horror movie but well, i also kinky rom-com too yes yeah. i don't want to yeah. i don't want to scare people away from it because it's not really a horror movie it's a kinky like romantic it's called dogs don't wear pants right yeah 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 it's it walks this line between a few different genres like very, very well and is is led by these two very strong the performances. Woman is amazing. She's incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was my one downfall is I actually just wanted to know more about her. I wanted her to know character. more about her. But yes. it comes down to the unwieldiness of that movie and whether that dissolves the story it's trying to tell about just this guy. Yes. Mm. But at the same time, like it does feel like a weakness because it, the movie did lean into more of her story and then just didn't go there, and I was compelled by it. Yeah. Um, Chris, but Chris, hardly a complaint because I think that her performance does a lot of work to telling that story without the movie doing it. Krista mm-hmm. Kosonen. Krista Kosonen. Kosonen. That's who we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Krista nice. Kosonen. She's very, like, uh, striking. Yes. Mm. Uh, yeah. uh, and this was directed by, again, forgive me, These are uh, this is a finished name. Juka Pekka Volkipa. Juka Pekka Volkipa. When we were when that movie started, I was sitting next to Jenna and I overheard a very funny Jennaism. Sorry to throw you under the bus. <laughs> um, when there was the credits were all in Finnish. Yep. And the actual titles of like what the, the people's job titles was yeah. were these long words with just vowels on vowels. Yeah. And Jenna just goes, What the fuck are these words? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was laughing before the movie started because I was like, you're right. What the fuck are these words? I had a funny, potentially, I guess, offensive experience with that, too, where I was like, try, you know, sometimes I just try and figure out like, oh, I know I'm familiar with movie credits. Yeah. yeah. So like I know that one of these says like directed by one of these says like, you know, and so and so I sometimes I try and figure out like, yeah, oh, which yeah. words are which or whatever. And it's I eventually but with a K. I eventually figured out what producer was because it, there would be like a, a title card that was like 
you know, splicka sicka 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 sicka. And then the next one was like, duh splicka sicka 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 sicka. And the next one was like, duh saw splicka 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 splicka. And it's like producer, assistant producer, executive producer, you know. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. A couple of them, like, best boy remained best boy. Right. That was just best boy. Um, Best Boy crosses all language. Oh, all languages. Yes. It's universal. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, because it's probably, I bet that that's a position that came out of an American production where they're like, well, what, what am I? And they're like, you're the uh, best boy. That's what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, uh, we got the script supervisor, we got the sound guy, and we got the, uh, you're the best boy, go be the best. <laughs> and then it like developed into an actual needed position, <laughs> but the official position name is now Best yeah. Boy because there's no like, oh, you're the grabber. You yeah. know, like, there's none of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I, Dogs Don't Wear Pants was just like something I can't stop thinking about. It's like very funny. It's very touching and heartwarming. But it's really also beautiful like, to look at. It's yeah, a striking movie. It's like a really, Soundtrack really good looking is pretty movie. Incredible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah it's, I, that last song that plays in the uh, club is really good. I was so was mad my phone my was off. I wanted yeah. to pocket Shazam it. Me too. Couldn't find it. Yeah. That uh, movie was very, yeah, it's, it's a very good movie. And I recommend people see, I don't know if or when that's getting a release, but people should seek it out because it's, I'd be it's willing to bet that. This will show up on Canopy at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has yeah. that feel, and it belongs there. Yeah. And it's yeah. This is a, d- a delicious movie. Why don't you give us another recommendation? Dad? We all, I believe, saw this. Um, there's not much to say about it, but Deerskin. I'm so glad is you something this up. that absolutely needs to be spoken about. Yep. Deerskin is from. Oh, I'm blanking out on the director's name. I'll Qu- oh, his name. Quentin Depew. Yes, uh, Mr. AKA Mr. Oizo. That's his DJ name. <laughs> uh, AKA the guy who made that movie about the tire Rubber. that kills people, the sentient tire that kills. People. So it's the guy who made Rubber and Wrong and Wrong Cops. Um, he. <laughs> Made a story where Academy Award winning actor Jean Dujardin, 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 the guy from The Artist, uh, he plays a man who one day is so obsessed with the deerskin jacket that it takes over his life. He talks to it, he talks with it, um, and ultimately decides that he needs to not only have this jacket, but be the only jacket owner in the world. And the movie is about his steps towards completing this goal. It's very. I don't want to say too much. I know but it's like not a movie that's spoilable, but I feel like it's a movie that you should really just go in and let yeah work its weird magic. It's on you. very hard to describe, but it's like I I this is gonna be a weird comment, but it's like I feel like I haven't seen a movie in a long time that is just trying to make me laugh. It's just it's that's just like the, dry. that's like its yeah. only goal is to like do something very but funny. It's also not empty. Like yeah. it can be read to be yes. a masculinity yeah. thing. It yes. can be read to be a consumerism thing. Yep. It can this be read about the idea going through like a divorce. Something, yeah. And, yeah. and like he needs really bad spending. Yeah. 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 Like he's spending all of this crazy money. Yeah. And so yeah. it's got something. Yeah. But it's also just like the driest fucking yeah. shit ever. And it's so funny. Every character gets it yeah it's so and you know and i gotta say thank you to the lady in the row behind us who was really enjoying it yeah like was heartily laughing in an earnest way and it was like helping cue the crowd to laugh that was a very enjoyable communication with the movie in terms of laughter it was just so it's like pure in a way movie watching yes yes like watching this at home you might go this is so stupid yeah (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but in the theater it was just like uh, it was just it's funny as fuck yeah the whole cast gets it and it's a weird tone to get Mm -hmm. yes you get it you'll be on point and it's like 75 minutes long 75 it's got one of the best endings ever because it happens literally as you're like so wait where is this movie going it's over now like it just like it's as soon as your brain is like so what are we doing it's like we're done. That and Dogs Don't Wear Pants were two of the movies we saw that did that. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, you just ended. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we did it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. Way to go. The, well, I think that that's something uh, worth pointing out about this festival is that these movies that we're mentioning, not all of them were part of a genre block. Right. Uh, there is the after hours block, which is typically reserved for genre and horror and things like that. And like... A lot of these came out of world cinema or mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. foreign voices or whatever. It's just like the artsy fartsy sounding stuff. I, yeah. I wish I had my program. I could be more specific. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the fact that the movies that are considered, uh, I guess, I don't want to say broadly appealing, but movies that are indicative of the film culture of another country or something are all starting to feel more genre And yeah. genre is, is injecting all of these, I don't want to say mainstream, but just like... Uh, like I said, you know, indicative of like, oh, this is French cinema. 
Well, yeah, this French cinema that I saw ended with a tower defense movie like the fucking Raid. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Jalakatu is about this society, but it's also the, it's like the a fucking, chase movie. The chase movie with the yeah. cow. Yeah. Genre is infecting all that stuff, and yeah. I think it mirrors, you know, what's happening everywhere where, you know, elevated horror, that kind of thing, where the movies that people want to go out and see are us, you it's know, also, where it's a genre. It's very cool, too, because it's like, uh, you know, I partially because of that, it's like, I saw a bunch of movies this year at that. Fe- I I think I saw two English language movies yeah. at, at the festival this year. And oh yeah, um, Deerskin, not an English language and, movie. And I didn't go out of my way to like see a bunch of foreign films mm-hmm. or or something like that. I just picked the ones that sounded the most interesting to me, and I really like genre, genre movies. Influence. And they're all you know a bunch of uh, uh yeah bit genres just like become a, a global kind of language that everybody can kind of speak in film, and it's like it may. What it ended up making Genres was a, a reminder to filmmakers that like you can make movie movies. That's right. what I feel is, is like you're making a movie. You well, can actually have a lot of fun with that. And my point that's is that's what like, a genre feels like. I love that. And in doing that, I then get a window into a bunch of cultures yes, that like I yeah. might not have been interested in otherwise, or like would have watched was. a documentary yeah. about, or you know what I mean? Like it, it like, yeah. I, I was very impressed with like the selection here because I I chose these movies just based on these are the ones that sound interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I ended up seeing stuff from. China and India and uh, Brazil, Korea? And, you know, uh, uh, Finland, Korea. Yeah, like I, I saw stuff from all over the world. Um, it, it was cool. Yeah. Uh, Tori, do you have uh, another one you want to? Yeah, wanna I feel like I'd like to talk about some that I didn't necessarily talk about in my top five article. Um, sure. One of them is uh, I think you're going to need to read the title so I don't mess it up. It okay. is the noir that we saw. Oh, yeah. Uh, this Right, because we kept joking about the title. Of this yes. One. It's called The Wild Goose Lake. Wild Goose Lake. Great, because yeah. I was going to say silver. So, uh-huh. great. The Wild Goose Lake, uh, which um, I have thought about more as well. as, yeah. And I, I didn't put it in my top five, but it was a neo-noir from China. Yeah, the director's name is, uh, again... Uh, bad with this stuff, but Diao Yanan. Yeah, uh, it was really, really cool to watch, uh, and I just—it's a gorgeous movie. It's beautiful. It, again, the music is really great from the beginning. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think I'm really going to be into this. Um, it's a really odd noir that's also kind of graphic at moments, but only. Two moments. Yeah, Dan. Really. This is the I didn't see this one. What country is this from? So this China. is a Chinese China? movie. Okay. It's like it's it's a decent noir that's just got kind of a twisty, turny like mystery plot. Yeah. Um. But like, I've I've literally never seen this before. So it has hyper violence in it. Mm. I have have beautiful you, like some like, of the best hyper violence really I've seen. Well like, executed, yeah. crazy what hyper about hyper violence. Like like, give me one kill. Okay. Uh. Well. Okay. So, th- but that's what I'm gonna get to. Okay. So, what I'll do is I'll give you an example of hyperviolence, like in Kill Bill, the scene where Lucy Liu demonstrates her uh, uh abilities to the table of men, where oh, yeah. she like cuts, the head, off. cuts yeah. the head off, and there's fucking fountains of blood and stuff like hyperviolence, right? Love it. Okay. This movie has two moments of hyperviolence in it. Nice. I've never seen that before. Movies are either hyperviolent or they are not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is not hyperviolent, and then twice. It's wildly hyperviolent. One yeah, involves yeah. a like forklift. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One of Prop them involves a hyper. forklift. Yes. The other Sweet. involves an umbrella. an umbrella. Yeah. Oh my god. And oh, they right are on. both. They're incredible. Incredible. Nice. In- incredible. Yes. And it's like the I movie otherwise is very good. It's just like not that kind of. Mo- it's like so yeah, odd yeah. because it's like it's not. You would watching this movie, you would not expect to get. M- these punctuating moments of like hyperviolence like that, yes. where they're mm. almost outside the reality of what is otherwise going on in the film. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And it's doing some But cool they're very well done and handled. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And it does some cool social stuff, too, that, like, because we saw so many movies, I kind of stopped, like, thinking about it. But there's moments where you have all of the criminals in the movie having this meeting, and then a couple scenes later a bunch of the cops are meeting in the exact same way and they keep mirroring that stuff or like just portraying like kind of these bumbling like detectives and cops, like trying to find this man that's on the run in very, very funny ways where they're all like undercover is like dancers and have neon shoes on. Oh, that's so much fun. Yeah. These really, that's very in with the Chinese sense of humor in the Chinese movies that I've seen. There 
was like there was some interesting humor like yeah. that that I really liked. This is the one that to me felt so culturally specific that there were things I think I I missed that I needed to know. There's what I felt about the 20th century. I was the, like, I'm not Canadian. There, I I need to like do some research on certain things about like China and Chinese culture. I feel like to to fully grasp some of the larger plot points in the movie. Like, there's a whole thing about they. What did they call them? These beach babes. These uh. uh they're basically prostitutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and they, like sex workers. Right. But, um, but they had like a specific name for yeah, them. Yeah, they were called like like beach babes or something, something like there were, that. They were these like women that just hang up by the beach and yeah. in this community and pick up men. Beach yeah. babes. Yeah. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like beach that. Beach babes. That's the yeah. sequel to the beach bum. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah. the beach Ghostbusters. Babes. They're gonna make it yeah. the beach babe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, some of that stuff, I feel like I wish I knew more about i feel like i i or or i felt like i needed to know more about to like fully grasp some of what the movie was doing mm. um uh which did not ruin the movie for me but it was it, it in some ways it's actually one of the cool things about the movies it made me kind of like that where i was like well i need to now i need to know more about this because i, I feel like i will understand this movie better if i understand yeah. these pieces of this culture better you and know as someone mm. who likes noir in general seeing noir from different cultures is really fascinating yeah, that yeah. was one thing I, that i liked a lot about these different movies we saw at the fest was a lot of ones that were from different countries there was so much stuff where there were grasping on to like similar issues or even influences and it was kind of cool to see like another culture's version of of something yeah nice yeah yeah, I, I I like that movie too. I, I thought that was pretty good. I would like to see it. Uh, I guess uh, I guess let's each do one more. Does that feel good? I have one, two, three. That that's I fine. Talk that's about. fine. I can do this one real fast. Do um, it because nobody saw it. It was one of the free programs. It was a documentary called Red Penguins. Oh yeah, I and heard about Red this. Penguins. Okay. Is a really cool story that I never knew about. And uh, after the the end of the Cold War. Uh, during the Cold War, the Red Army, which was the uh, Russian hockey team, like the national hockey team, they were forced to be reckoned with. They were, you know, they were the, they just had like a really good image, you know. Uh, they were the the pinnacle of the hockey sport. Uh, Miracle was about the time that the Americans beat them, though. Okay. No, <laughs> take that. No, don't take that. Um, but... So after the end of the Cold War, when there was a lot of social upheaval in Russia as they were trying to convert to capitalism, uh, which was hugely difficult to just do like a light switch. And so American interests, such as the uh, owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins and Disney and a bunch of other people, started to fund the hockey team to try and build it up and turn it into a brand. And it's about how in America we have all these businesses backing this idea. And in Russia, well, unfortunately, business means the mob. Right. And so it's just these, you know, interests and like the Mighty Ducks gets tied into it. Well, like, really? All, yeah. Like, well, because it's Ooh, yeah. Disney wanted. Remember in Mighty yeah, Ducks yeah. Uh, 3? Where did they go? Oh, they played in Russia. Oh, it's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, two. Yes, in yeah. two, they played in Russia. Okay, so it's like yeah. all these things tie in. And it was just like a light, fun documentary that really uh, opened up a story and, and what was cool is they interviewed Russian people and they interviewed American people that were involved in it and their stories would conflict and be at odds with one another mm. about it's just how the business was done yeah. so it's like kind of cheeky like that I don't know Red Penguins was very cool, cool. that is cool um, so uh, well and, and you're right Dan I, I got more stuff I could highlight beyond this I, I guess do, actually uh, I saw Wounds and Wounds. Oh is yeah, a ter- you saw Wounds. That is which a, we didn't a watch. stupid bad movie uh-huh. that is legitimately scary. Okay, and so much fun to watch. Okay, oh, I cool. love it, it's I, the whole time I was like, that's a terrible choice. I Why just kept hearing it was bad, but that last part, I'm like, great. It's I am a good watch. Time yeah, to yeah. watch it. Well, there's there's a lot of like weird like like Lovecraftian shit in it okay. that like oh, okay. works. Yeah, and but cool. it's it's like two really good actors doing like. It's it's a foreign director's first American film, yep. and I mm. get the sense that the language barrier was an issue in the scripting mm. process mm-hmm. because they're reading these ridiculous lines that sound poorly translated, <laughs> acting the fuck out of them, <laughs> and it's and like it just bounces back and forth from legitimately cool and frightening choice yeah. and baffling, bonkers, weird choice, cool. and it just carries like that. Yeah. It, it's not good, but I would say watch it if you're like me. Well, Tori, you and I can share this next recommendation, then we'll bounce back to Dan, because I think we both really like Blow the Man Down. 
Oh, okay. Yes. That was one I wanted to talk about. Okay, so you did. Yeah. All right, great, awesome. Yeah, I I thought Blow the Man Down was like another like very incredible directorial debut. Mm. It it had I, I think you are correct that it has a bit of the Shaggy Dog like directorial debut kind of thing. Some of the charm comes from that. Though, Some of too. the charm it comes works. from that too. Like I fucking love the Greek chorus of just sailors that are singing Blow uh, the Man sh- Down like shanties and the old triangle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It like I love that touch. That is like that that you know this is uh I, I would say fairly compared to Coen Brothers to some yeah, extent. I think so. That feels like a thing that like I don't think I'd see that in Coen Brothers. I guess it would fit in a Coen Brothers movie, but I don't think I'd see that in a Coen Brothers yeah. movie necessarily. You know what I mean? That I feels think like that's a very a good entrance point yeah. to invite someone to watch. You say, oh, if you like Coens, you'll probably yeah, like this. Yeah. But to say that it's derivative of that. I, I think is unfair to it because I think it's more derivative of like noirs and stuff. Yeah. It's trying to do that, but yeah. in a fishing village in Boston. Yes, uh, in in Maine, I believe. Oh, Maine. Yes, yes, correct. I'm sorry. But it's like, yeah, the as a as a woman from New England, oh I yeah, immediately like that movie started, and I felt like I could taste the salt in the air. Yeah. I could like smell it. I could like feel the similarities between women in the movie and like women in yeah, like yeah, my yeah. personal yes. life. And like was, there were moments of yeah. it where I was like legit like, so Garrett, like what if we bought a house in Maine? Yeah, like, just, yeah, yeah. just saying. <laughs> that was one thing that I loved about this movie is that it started as like, oh, it's going to be a story about these women. And then it was like, no, no, no. It's actually going to be a story about the women of this town. Yes. yes. And it, like it, it, the way it expanded and pulled the lens back was was I agree. deeply compelling. Which that- sometimes when that happens in movies, I feel like I get disappointed in like who the focus is switching to. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, these side characters are fine. But I didn't realize I'd be spending as much time no, with them. Well- like I remember when I first saw *Inglorious Bastards*. That sure, was a yes. I had. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah. this was the opposite for me, where like the two main girls, the younger girls, I thought were great. They but as very soon good. as it switched, and it was about these four older. Oh, like, but June Squibb's uh, the best. June Squibb, Margot <laughs> Martindale, Annette O'Toole. Oh, yeah. So good. They're I was like, good. I love this. This yeah. is perfect. The cast Please and it develops them all. Like, oh, yeah, and that's the thing. What yeah. I love about it is like, and I don't want to say too much, but like, what starts as a story of like. These two sisters like kind of trying to protect each other. Yeah, that grows exponentially as to like the idea of what women have you know, to do. Like, yeah. in what we town need to do to protect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, they're all that is wild. Stuff. Yeah. So uh, this, that movie was so much fun. Just so we can keep putting this out there, this was directed by Danielle Crudy and Bridget Savage Cole. Well um, so it's two female Savage. directors that I believe. My understanding is I think they're New England girls, and they they made a movie that is kind so. of like you know based on some of their experience to some extent. The so time that, that, that they yeah. accidentally murdered a girl. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it also it has an actor that Tori and I uh, both really like in this movie. Uh, Tori and I just finished watching Nosferatu, the uh, AMC series based on the Joe uh, Hill book. Okay, okay. Uh, and a main character in that is a uh, main character. Yes, <laughs> Stephen King joke plays a very main character. Plays a minor character in in uh, uh, Blow the Man Down, like in a coal mine to see. No, or a smaller scale character. A smaller scale than coal miner. Okay, smaller Got than it. a coal miner. There's His name is Coal. <laughs> He has a weird name. I looked it up. I wrote about him because I would like yeah. wrote like, "Hey, this was a standout." You have to point him out to me because I'm him. not. I'm not sure who you're referring to. Oh, so well, here's what I can tell you, Dan. He, uh, well, man, how do I? Who maybe is he I should blow the man down. Ah, man, I okay. feel like I don't want to spoil blow the man down by giving any information about who might be playing who. Oh well, just show me his picture. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, okay. I believe the name is Ebon Moss. Bachrock? Does that sound right to you? Oh, Ebon Moss Bachrock. No, I don't know. Who I don't is. know. Just, just show Dan the picture. Yeah, yeah I've seen the movie. You're not yeah, going to spoil it. Is him. And this is an audio medium. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. would also like to just mention, because I kind of forgot about her and I feel bad, but the woman who plays the main sex worker in the movie. She oh, is yes. My favorite character She's in the really whole movie. She's really great. Yeah. She's also in um, Glow on Netflix. Oh, I could totally see that. And oh, she's okay. very good. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a cool movie. I liked I liked Blow the Man Down quite a bit. I liked it a lot. Uh, it, yeah, it just really worked for me. I thought it was like really fun and like pretty funny and interesting. And I just loved the cast of older women. They were like they were cool. Juice they were incredible. Squib. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness, it's incredible. So funny. Yeah. 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 Tori and I, like, and you've been to that salon and you've seen yeah, those ladies there exactly. chatting things up. As and that you didn't happened, know if they were talking. One of those women about. is an aunt of mine. Like, yeah, that <laughs> Tori, I'm not gonna real. lie. That was like, but like when that scene started happening, I like that was. I immediately got a lot of joy out of me where I was like, I've already met a bunch of these women in Tori's family. <laughs> like, so funny. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. 
so yeah, blow the man down. I, I, I think that's a good one from from Tori. And I, what, what else you got, Dan? This one I'm just gonna say a quick thing on. I did see the Bikram Yogi Guru Predator. Oh yeah, documentary. how was that? That was fucked up. It is. It's fucked. I like up. Was scared to see that. It's it's actually great though because what it is is most of the women that went through his classes that he was you know, uh, I mean my God that he was assaulting and just yeah. being awful with. He, uh, most of them, like they just, they got their their yoga license, and now they are independently wealthy beyond Whoa. what you know. Yeah. Fuck this guy. They, so like, there's a lot of that like reclamation of the story where it's yeah. like, because the the problem with why he became so powerful is his yoga worked. It was good. He was an engaging personality, and a right. lot of people had their lives changed in profoundly huge ways. Yeah. Therefore, he's now in a world where he doesn't hear no, mm. even if he's told no, he doesn't yeah. hear no, yeah. and that's, and so he becomes a a pretty big fucking monster. Yeah. And so it's a tough watch, that's very but it's cool because it's the talking heads are all of the women that he assaulted. Yeah, and so it's like they're telling the story, and and you know, and it's it is hopeful at the end where it's just like, you know, oh, Bakram yoga. No, it's actually called hot yoga, and <laughs> it's yours because you you know. That kind of, and you know, hot that kind yoga of thing. is great. And hot yoga is great. Yeah. And it doesn't need to have Bakram attached to yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a fun little documentary. And then did either of you see Portrait of a Lady on Fire? I no, didn't. But I and I really keep hearing great things it. about Hands it. Hands down, the objective best movie of the festival for me. Um, it, it's just it's just a phenomenal movie. And it ends on a moment that is so earned and so earned so slowly over this just lush, beautiful, impeccably acted, flawlessly directed movie with so much process of painting mm-hmm. that is just like, yeah. just you eat it. And, uh, but it ends on this moment where it, as soon as it happened, it's like, you know, the cue hits. Both Ryan and I like looked over at each other and made eye contact and just did the like, uh, <laughs> kind of thing. It's, it is just unfucking believable. That's all I'll say. As soon as we it. saw Ryan yeah. like at the, the restaurant, he, his like one line was just, it's so good that I'm mad about it. Oh, yeah. And it was so funny. As soon as it ended, he turned to me and he goes, fuck that movie for being so good. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yes, correct. <laughs> it I was is like, oh, I need unbelievable. to see this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's it's a movie that I would refer to as radiant. Because yeah. every moment of it, I was just like drooling and sweating like, ah. Oh, Oh, this is delicious. <laughs> I'm on vacation. Uh, it's just, it's so good. And so, one yeah. of the leads was in Deerskin. Yes, one of the leads yeah. is yes, in and Deerskin. She's wonderful in Deerskin. Yes. Wonderful in Deerskin. Yeah. Uh, the, the woman who plays opposite her in Portrait of a Lady on Fire, though, is just like the most engaging, compelling performance. Oh, cool. I just melted into her, her world. It was just unbe- unfucking believable. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I guess like the one last thing that I would uh, like to talk about personally, and and you'll be able to share with me. In this, this is stand. probably my number one of the fest. Parasite, my favorite. I no, I was thinking of a different one. So oh, we'll go back to it. I but was just I was just gonna say Parasite. No, so uh, Tori's not seen this yet, so I'm gonna okay. take her to see it soon because I'm excited to see it again. I can't wait to see. Uh, it I'm again. like very yeah. excited to watch Parasite again. I fucking love it. So Most of the reason I want to bring it up is it is the best thing I saw at the festival. Ultimately, nice. I loved Parasite. I thought Parasite what is as good as everybody says it is. So people should go see Parasite. It's in theaters now. Um, oh yeah, I think it is out in Philly. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. So see it now. It, it, it's it's as good a, as people say it is. I loved it. I wrote about it on Cinema76.com, so you can um, uh, you know go to our website and find that. Uh, and I just it 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 is very likely to be on my end of year list. It, nice. It, it's it's so a consideration for good. me as well. It's yeah. so good. That's that's another movie that is both. Home run on story as it is on craft. Yes, exactly. The craft of it is just it's unreal. It, I'll use the word again. It's impeccable. Yeah, it's yep. absolutely flawless. And I always forget about the South Korean sense of humor. Yeah, and that is something that is it only exists in South Korean movies, except for like when when you know someone makes Stoker. I believe that was a. I forget the director's it's name. It's a uh, boy. Uh, is that Park Chan Wook. Yeah, Park Chan Wook. Yeah. And um, yeah, and so Parasite has that sense of humor. But it also does, you know, uh, it has contemporary resonance. Yeah. So it's a meaty, delicious movie, but it's purely enjoyable, and it's just like fucking scandalous. I uh, love it. Yeah, yeah. loved it. Cool. You're yeah, gonna fucking very excited love to take it. you to see it, yes, Tori. I'm yeah. excited. I think you're gonna love it. 
Um, so yeah, Parasite. So what, what, what were you going to say? My favorite movie of the fest, and I, I can't oh, wait for I the world to be. see it, is The Vast of Night. Yeah, yeah. I fucking loved what? The Vast of Night. Tori loved this too, uh, right? You were yeah. into this? Yeah. I was. It ended up Let's being my number it. five. Cool, but cool. But I still really liked it, which mm. I want to talk about the movie that I had trouble uh, picking between Vast of Night and the other movie. What is the other one? I'm just curious. Uh, Baccarat. I would like to Oh, okay. Well, we will talk about Baccarat. Yeah. It was great. Vast of Night is like... What I like about Vast of Night is that it married old and new in a very bold choice. You said bold formal choices. And yes, that is it does a, have those, for has, sure. Is, there's a point yep. where, because most of the movie is process of working a yep. radio station or working a switchboard. Which I fucking love. Love it. You're going to yeah. love Portrait of like Lady. I'm fired. It's like entrancing. Entrancing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the performances are so good because it's fast talking, but not in a way that's cryptic. Yeah. And the movie actually knows, it seems, when to slow down the talking yes. and speed it up yeah. into that and really bring you into the process. Um, but there's a scene where a call is taken on the radio and it's a very long monologue of a call. And for two very long, longer than conventional wisdom would dictate as appropriate, it dips into complete blackness on the screen. Yes. To take us to the setting, the 1950s, when that news would be something that we would hear on the radio because yes. that's what we have at home is the radio. So it does that. It shows us what it's like to be receiving the news of a potential alien interference on the radio. But at the same time, the muscle that was activated with that screen going out was my podcast muscle. Right, yes. I was immediately <laughs> engaged into that. And so even though it went dark and I could see the, the lights in the theater yeah. and I should have been subtracted from the movie, I was like drawn in further. Yeah. I could see it not working for everybody, but it was such a bold choice that I, I think purposefully tapped into that. I can it, it definitely brilliant. be honest that it was, you know, that was the last movie of the festival for me. And I was very tired during it. So any when it did go black like that, like the first time, it's like, are you, you went to, to bed. Fall asleep? When the first time I was like, oh okay, and then when it happened again, I was like, for real, dude. Like I'm gonna sleep during your movie. Fucking put your movie back on the screen. Yeah, you know it's a I mean? bold choice. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, my one issue with the movie is that it's a dark movie to begin with. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it could be easily, it easily could lull you into that yeah, sense. Yeah. I think it might have been an issue of projection, but I also think been. it might have been shot a little dark. Yeah. But I also think that it might have been shot at actual in actual darkness as opposed to fake darkness, which I appreciate. So I'm willing to give it that leverage. I need to give this movie a fair shake. I was really very should. sleepy yeah. watching because well, it's I enjoyed a, a lot about this, this There's movie. a third act monologue that is just a grand fucking slam. Yeah. It is it is mm -hmm. it's this you know what I'm talking about. Yes. The older woman. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah. But there's just these weird moments where there's a, a nice slow paced scene where the camera takes a jog around the neighborhood yeah. just to show us the geography mm. that we don't even really ever use yeah. but it builds that reality there's just a lot of very big choices done for a movie that is undeniably small yeah yeah and it is a oh, movie about aliens in old timey 50 that's everything i love so it, what this movie accomplishes even just in trying to be a movie set in the 1950s on like the budget that it's doing that is unreal yeah you know like it is convincingly set in the fifties, and they made this movie for like no money. No money. Yeah, it, it, it's like, and it's like funny. Yeah, uh, and and you know, what I, I liked like about a lot it? about this movie. It I, taps into genre and all of like the yeah. fucked upness of oh man, aliens, but it also has the wonder, the Amblin yeah. style yeah. wonder, and the score is unreal, mm. especially yeah. when like the wonder kind of feeling kinda kicks, kicks in. in. Yeah. And I love alien movies. I'm a sucker for them, and the best ones capture the wonder yeah. along with the horror. Yeah. And so I'm just. A over the moon for it. Yeah. Technical flaws aside, yeah. uh, they come from the movie having to have been made on the cheap, and they use every goddamn dime. And it, I love it. Well, and I'll also say that the 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 bold uh, uh, choices the for for everyone that I don't like, there's like two or three that I that are I like love. Yeah, there, there's like one shot in particular where I think swings. is like I'm pretty sure is a drone shot. But it's like unlike any drone shot I've ever seen before that like really worked for me. I was like, this is crazy. This looks awesome. It's yeah, it's cool. Um, and I have been thinking about Lovecraft a lot for this movie as oh, well. Yeah. Um, because of like the kind of cosmic horror stuff where it's like these just small human beings that oh, are yeah. tapping into something much larger for them. But part of that is also the narrative. Um, like in, I feel so attracted to that notion of the, like the big yeah. world. Uh, Me too. Yeah. And it's like, as like someone just kind of like seeing a little like piece of it, like it's, 
it makes it feel even like larger and bigger. Mm, it's that wonder. Yeah. And um, specifically with like the narratives of like Call of Cthulhu, it's similar because like you're hearing about these like giant old ones, these like larger like gods and beings. But it's often through people's like insane diary scribblings and like notes and letters that they're like actually delivering this information. And with these long monologues in Vast of Night, it felt very similar where you're hearing about this insane stuff that's happening happening just through this like yeah, one yeah. person What's which the can word, sometimes like, be epistolary? difficult huh is that the word epistolary maybe like yeah. dracula's an epistolary because it's a book of letters oh yeah something like that I, I might be fucking it up but it's such an interesting way to tell a story like that mm. and when when it is just people describing a thing that can be really hard especially with movies where it seems like most of that should be visual but it works really well for vast of night yeah there's like some Agreed. really yeah. fucking like great cinematic shit with just like switchboards yep. you yeah. know like yeah really like that, I, so. I know what is the lead actress's name there's a scene that she does i believe it's like a nine and a half minute take where oh, she's yeah. taking calls and just it's dealing with the good. signal plugging people in and out of the signal so it's like all that process and you know, transferring the signal to the radio station. I learned how to do all of the things she was doing by the way she was doing it. Mm. But I was listening to what she was saying. But I, it, that's that that's such a gamble because there's such a risk of me watching just the process and not listening, yeah. or listening and then losing what's actually going mm -hmm. on. And it it really rode that line pretty perfectly yeah. throughout the the runtime. I believe that's Sierra McCormick. Sierra McCormick. She's Faye Crocker, right? She's yes, Betty Crocker, she's right? Yeah. She was yeah. so unbelievably good cuz the uh, the other guy, I don't know the uh, Jay radio Korowitz? DJ's name. What's the character's name? Uh Everett Everett, that's yep. it. I had a huge Everett's crush on the radio Everett. guy. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Everett is such a, but he's like a cocky, fast talking yeah. hunky. Yeah, smokes cigarettes. He's super. But he's cool. a nerd. He's, he's a total like, nerd. He's a nerd that well, acts he's like a, hunk, on a character. It's like, what is happening? He's doing his like cool guy character. Yeah. It's it's good radio. Yeah. That's I got to do it's good so radio. Good. Yeah. And so I, he was putting on a character which I I appreciated, but I was so impressed with Sierra McCormick. Oh, with her performance because it didn't feel like th there was no like pretense to it. It was just like she was an enthused young lady who yeah. is seeing some big shit. She's going to handle it. it yep. the, yeah. I really enjoyed she her was performance. Great. She yeah. was like she spot was on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you want to talk about yeah. Baccarat? Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel like that's one that I do like a lot. I liked and, it too. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, like Brazilian, got pushed I think. down. Yes. yes. Brazilian and got kind of pushed down on my list just cause like we've seen so much stuff that was really amazing. Um, and I really think the only reason is because upon initial watch, it felt like the pacing was off slash it felt long at times. Definitely but felt long. besides that, Baccarat was like really fucking killer is a crazy genre movie. Yeah. And like, I know like some people were kind of iffy on like the Carpenter, like if it feels Carpentery or not. I was. But I thought yeah. about Precinct 13 a ton yep. when yeah. I was watching yeah. that movie. It's a full on tower defense. Yep. It's Magnificent Seven. Mm -hmm. It's the end of the fucking Dark Tower. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yep. not it's the great. end, but there's a good Dark yeah, Tower yeah, yeah. build up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it works really, really well for this movie. And I think part of me too is like there's so much happening and you don't know, you're just seeing a ton of different scenes and images and you're not at all sure how to connect them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I feel like this is a movie that I am most excited to rewatch from yeah, the yeah. festival mm. um, because I do want to see how all of this stuff actually connects when I watch it again and yeah. like pay more attention and just like enjoy the ride that I'm going yeah. on. Remind me after the podcast is over to ask you a spoilery question about Baccaro. Okay. Because I have a thought. Because yeah. I, was, I was a little mixed on the genre elements, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, when yeah, the certain things show up. And then when I came, when I got out of the movie, that was actually what I kept going back to. Yeah. And I just, all I had was this intense respect for like, no, they really just put all of that in there. Just to just to do it, yeah. And, yeah. and you know, I really love that. And I, I have a question about where we all land about what's going on at the end. But okay, uh, yeah, Baccarat was one that really grew on me with time. I, yeah. I and I liked it in the moment. But I, me too. But what I like about like Assault of Pre Assault on Precinct Thirteen, one of the cleanest things they did was just with a stroke of a pen, they write away any need to characterize the bad guys. Right. They have a blood oath. They're coming. They're not going to stop. They don't care if they yeah. die. Yeah. Go. <laughs> uh, what I like about Baccarat was that it actually gave us individual reasons right for the uh antagonists we'll say yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. so 
as opposed to just having blanket baddies, there's a much more textured, nuanced story being told that yeah. hints at an even bigger story. It's yeah, that movie is to me. That's delightful. like the best stuff the movie is doing is yeah. like when it gets into like the motivations of certain characters yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Is like that's when I was like very invested and interested. That was a movie though that I for me was like it it, it is it is obtuse for a very long amount of its runtime. Yeah. Which is a very long runtime. Yeah, it is. So, it's like two and a half hours. Wasn't yeah, it? and so once it finally got there, once I was in it and they got me there, and I uh, kind of knew once the first head explodes. Yeah, it was like it's once like, I knew who everybody was and what all the characters' purposes were. Like I was in it. Yeah, but it took like a long time to get there. It did an awesome thing though, where it felt like they created a character that's kind of again like to kind of like uh, go back to carpenter like i hope that i see this character in other things sure it feels like maybe a brazilian snake snake or something where they do create this like big hero that is amazing he's just wearing he's shirtless he's wearing these crazy pants and he's got like a like a mullet it's a thing. Mo- but but it's also expressly it's like a wig right like don't we meet him at one point where it's like he's not does not necessarily oh, look I like that i don't remember but I, I mean that would fit the tone it, it like which like yeah I'm if totally i remember yeah, correctly, if he just had his fake hair. <laughs> when they find him he's like a little more normal looking and then yeah. when he shows up for the town oh yeah he's, he's, where he's like he a mythological figure craziest eyes yeah. i have ever seen and <laughs> everything about, about it works yeah. for me where i'm like I want to see this actor do this exact role like three more times. I want him to fight Van Damme. <laughs> and I want him to win. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Yeah. You know what? You the know background what? I was love very to cool. watch it again. And yeah. it uses a uh, John Carpenter song. Yes, it does. It uses yeah. one, of his, from uh, one of his Lost, lost themes. themes. Yes. Yeah. Which, uh, which he introduced a... live as the songs from the movies in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but now that one's no longer in my mind. That one's in a movie. Uh, it exists. So yeah. now it's, I know it's that a found blew theme. my mind where I was like, this isn't a lost theme anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a we found theme. I'm I'm glad we get to talk about that. Yes, yeah. me too. Yeah. Is there anything else anybody wants to touch on before we close up? Uh, let me take a look at the list. I think I'm I think I'm pretty good. That was that was solid for me. I think um, pretty good. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Pressure's on you, man. Pressure's on me. All this dead air. All of this dead air. Damn, but you dude. know what? What are you, I'm not what are you talk doing to our audience right now? I'm you're, not going to talk about not? Honey Boy. You sure not? Um, you know, there's, it's whatever. It's the Frank Stallone dog. Honey Boy is, is pretty cool. You should yeah. see it. Oh, I do want to see it. Experiment on your kids and see if they like Paradise Hills. I'm interested yeah. Oh, yeah. in how a kid reacts to Paradise yeah. Hills. Yeah. I think Paradise yeah. Hills was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked that movie quite yes. a bit. Another good directorial debut. Yes. Um, the one that I wanted, oh, I just had it. It was... Frank Divine Love. Oh, oh yes, yes. Yeah, Divine Love is a really cool movie. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's a, it's a future where there's drive-in blessings that you can get from a priest. Um, when you walk into a building, it like scans you automatically and determines whether you're single, divorced, pregnant, not Minority pregnant, things report, like that. Man. It's that kind of thing. But it's like it's not very high tech. It's pretty low key. It yeah. actually seems like, you know, like a, a manageable future, not one where there's flying cars. It just seems like a a relatively realistic mm. depiction of an advancement. Yeah. It reminded me of her in that sense, yeah, where it was like, this, just this like makes logical sense, oh, cool. yeah. and then just tip it into satire. Yeah. And uh, it's just about, oh, and like, so this woman's part of a religion where they get together and they bond and they do trust exercises and they have orgies, you know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> And uh, so that and the politics of pregnancy and the politics oh. of religion oh. in, I believe it's Brazil. I could be wrong. I'm sorry, fam. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's a very neat movie. It doesn't cool. take any big swings. What's but this it's called? Divine Love. Divine Love. It is consistently weird, consistently stylized, and I think thoroughly characterized in a way that I found compelling. And it cool. comes to an ending, like when you realize like, oh, that's the story they're telling. Yeah. That it, it. Good, good work movie. Divine <laughs> Love, I, I recommend. Good work movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're like, I, like, I want to reach out and shake its hand. And just like, <laughs> you got me. Yeah. And of course, The Irishman was a perfect masterpiece. Oh, yeah. I get and to so see that, uh, that on Monday. Oh, you're going to that? Oh, with Andy and uh, Jacob. Yeah. Dude, you are going to I can't love wait. it. I'm very so excited. stoked to stay <sighs> at home that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cried my fucking eyes out at the end of that movie. I can't wait. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you don't cry at Scorsese. This is awesome. I was like, I was like, Tori, I think I can go see this movie. Like, do you mind? Is this another one that, like, should I, like, wait to see it with you? And she was like, 
No, go to that movie. I've oh, been fantasizing no. about hanging out at home, watching whatever the fuck I want, oh, like enough. Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's understandable. I'm Otherwise, like, you I'd go say out you're fucking for up. Three and a half hours, yeah. and I will stay here. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the fastest, so most delicious three and a half hours. It just. I was wait. in the worst situation. It was waiting out in the oh, rain. Oh, yeah, I know. You were texting me while you were waiting theater. for that. It was just uncomfortable. I was soaking wet. Yeah. There's no way in and out of the rows without inconveniencing a hundred people. <laughs> and they're all a bunch of just like old white fucking I paid so much money for it to be here, but and so like you could just <laughs> feel it brewing. Who knew that would be it's, the audience? And the bathrooms, yeah, right. And the bathrooms in the fucking basement. Yeah. And so the whole time I'm like, I and my bladder is the size of a kidney. It is like just useless. So I sat down, I'm like, I I regret buying this ticket. This is gonna be a nightmare. And like three minutes into the movie, I was just like completely enraptured yeah. with it. Everything was done, didn't think about peeing, didn't think and Everybody felt that way. Yeah. The whole pallid just cloud over the, the crowd faded like that. It was movie magic. That's awesome. The Irishman rules. So, oh, yeah, you're going to fucking love I it. can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, well, okay, so let's wrap this thing yeah, up. Thank you I'm very done. much to the yes. Film Society for um, having all three of us job. at the uh, festival for uh, various publications and stuff. Yeah. If there's anything else you would like to give to us for free. Oh, my God. We will for the see sake of all of the movies you're showing publicly. Yep, we'll talk about them. We'll interview people for you. Like We like to do that. That's the thing we think it's fun and cool. Yeah. Hook it up. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to the Film Society for that. Uh, and uh, we look forward to hopefully being able to be here again next year mm-hmm. and uh, and talk about more movies then. Uh, so uh, my name's uh, Garrett Smith. You can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. Uh, uh, on, on Well, uh, at Philadelphia. That's with an F on Twitter. Uh, letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. And uh, I write for Cinema76.com. Sometimes I'm over on Farsightedblog.com. Uh, I, th- I think that entertains.com is continuing to uh, uh, publish all of my reviews. Uh, so look for me at all of those places. And uh, uh, I co-host uh, uh, I Like to Movie Movie with Dan. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, with uh, which is uh, I, uh, at I Like to Movie. That's numeric two numeric on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, uh, we're on iTunes and uh, all those places. <laughs> Good work, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think I nailed it all. At Dan Scully on everything, Letterboxd, Twitter. All that fun stuff. Uh, and uh, cinema76.com. My film festival coverage has been at findy.com. That's the PH. Yes. And uh, I think that's, yeah, that's that's all for me. Yeah. Um, very quickly, I just want to thank the rest of my Butter With That crew yeah. who were not able to attend the film festival. Um, but Sam, Dave, Connor, and Christine have done a really great job with episodes the past couple weeks because I have been really busy and doing this stuff and uh-huh. I've not been able to record with you guys as much as I would like to. Uh, but we should be having a very special episode that we're recording in the next couple days, which I'm really Sweet. excited about. Um, but please uh, listen to Butter With That. Uh, we are also on like all of the the podcasting things so you can find us everywhere uh we are butter with that uh on instagram facebook and butter with that one at twitter and then you can find me on stuff as either tori slash victoria potenza and i also write for cinema cinema 76 yep <laughs> very good uh and oh, how are we gonna do this do you want to sign off do you have a sign off for butter with that to do um and do you want to go first or second it's we all your awkwardly call. say bye and then dave leaves it running for a couple more seconds to just record whatever weird thing the next person says is all right so. we'll do our sign off and then we'll all awkwardly say bye yeah that Great. sounds good all right here we go my name is garrett smith and i like to movie movie my name is dan scully and i like to movie movie my name is Tori Potenza, and I like to movie movie. We all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie. All right, okay, so, bye, guys. You know, bye. 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 <laughs> bye. Guys, bye. Bye. I want to be the last voice. No, but, but I have what? to let it run nope. a few more seconds oh, after I'm sorry. that. All right, well, then the bye. that makes me Dave. Okay, then bye. If we let it run a few more seconds after we're all done. But bye. But Right, but it has to end with awkward bye. Butter with that. Bye. Bye. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>